Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. House of Fear presents Ramon Fear's Terror Tapes. Tonight's episode, Speak Up. Check. One, two. One, two. One, two, three. Kill the fucking idiot. Me, ma, 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 me, ma, mo, me, me, man, ma, an, Nigel Mansell, met a Mormon marching through Monmouthshire on a Monday in March. Oh, hi there. You just caught me in the middle of my vocal warm-up. What, what, what? Willie Carson and Tim Wanacott whimpering over William Wallace one Wednesday in Wakefield. Wakefield, field, field. For tonight's tale takes place in that padded cell of nightmares. The recording studio... That would be a terrible place to lose one's voice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Win, 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 Windsor. Windsor Castle. Windsor Castle. I never liked driving at night which is why I waited until morning and then drove here. It was Thursday, and I was on my way to the Lost Catacombs studio to record my first ever voiceover. I was nervous. I gripped the wheel to stop my hands from shaking, although I should have been doing that regardless. You see, up until now, I, Valerie Ducks, had solely been a stage actress or actor, I forget which it is these days. My reassurance was the fact I was going to be working with both my ex-husband and my current husband. You'd think that would be weird and distracting, but it's not. I'm attracted to neither of them. 
I arrived at the empty car park of the studio and executed a frankly beautiful parallel park. The building looked a little ragged, run down and ramshackle. <laughs> Just like my career, I said to myself without the context. Just like my career. Still, I was very fortunate to be given the opportunity to venture into audio. In theatre it's all tits and teeth. In radio I imagine it's all gobs and gums. The receptionist directed me down the long, echoey corridors. Why they were echoey is a mystery. The acoustics would have been dreadful. I looked for Studio 3. There it is. I found it. Val, good to see you. Terence? My first husband, Terence Stamp. Not that one. Terence was the sound engineer at the Lost Catacombs. I felt my voice would be safe in his hands. I was going to be narrating the children's classic, The Dog Who Was On Fire, a harmless tale that was actually a subtext for irresponsible socialism. And obviously he wakes up and it was all a dream, only in this we refer to it as a mirage of the mind. That hack-tired old shit. You, uh... Nervous? A little. Don't be. Any problems, or if you're not happy with it, we can just do it again. It's not like theatre. Sure. That's sort of what made me nervous. In theatre, you get that immediacy of the audience reaction. The roar of the smells, the crowd covered in grease paint. In here, it was just me in a tiny soundproof booth. I'd have to wait for my audience to hear, and even then I wouldn't know how they would react to it. Is Greg here yet? He's just in the green room, warming up. How are you, Terence? Yeah. Fine, thanks. Just keeping busy. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'll go and find Greg. It's a shame things didn't work out with me and Terence. He's very nice, but just very plain, vanilla, beige. He's a bit like lumpy custard, all right in small portions, but you definitely wouldn't want to fuck it. Gemma! Feel the burn! In the green room, my husband, the popular TV children's entertainer Greg Rumble, was doing his morning Gemma, exercises. Gemma, you're the man! You are the man! Since his agent flippantly told him to lose some weight seven months ago, he'd become obsessed with going to the gym and getting toned. Go for gold! Now he was more muscle than man. Feel the burn! Even as I stood in the doorway, he was stretched out between the two sofas, practicing squat thrusts in the air. See this girl? You wouldn't believe I was 57. He was 58 and looked 60. Now we're ready to go then? Yes, Terence is just setting everything up. Um, I'm a bit nervous, Greg. Oh, don't start that again. Look, if you keep fretting, it means I can't do my job properly and that would not be fair on the little kiddie winkies now, would it? No, sorry. 100, boom! All right, come on, let's rock. He definitely hadn't been counting when he said 100. Stand be, you old sort wanker. How's it going? Fine. 
We're ready to go when you are, Valerie. Thanks, Terence. I stepped into my own little booth whilst Greg was recording in what was referred to in common parlance as the live room. Ironically, the stench of death was everywhere. And now, Moob sweat. Ah, oh, look at her, eh, Stampy? The one that got away, eh? No hard feelings, yeah? Some women are just attracted to a little bit more of, uh, muscle. Greg was always trying to make men jealous, getting all excited and showing off. He was like a dog in a car, really bloody annoying. I slipped the headphones on over my ears and waited as Terence got my levels correct from the control room, occasionally saying things like, check one, two, one, two, or telling him what I had for breakfast. For breakfast, I had granola, which I handcrafted. He hadn't asked me to do those things. I just hate silence. Okay, Val. We're good to go for first take. Deep breath. Take your time. I bet you say that to all the women, don't you, Stampy? I begun to speak my first line. Amongst the trees by the pond of ducks, the sun shone higher and higher. And that's when it happened. A lonely dog ran around and he was now on fire. Uh, You're peeking a lot there, Val. Maybe just take a step back from the mic. Try again. Um, uh, Amongst the trees... By the pond of ducks, and the sun shone higher and higher. I I couldn't get the words out, no matter how hard I tried. All that came out was this... noise. I don't know what's happening. I checked the mics before we begun. Yeah, can we just do some of my bits instead? Uh, yeah, that might be an idea. Okay, Greg, let's go from your first line on page two, and then Valerie, come in on your next cue, okay? Um... We're recording. <coughs> right. Who set me on fire? Was it the field mice at the fair? My tail is engorged in flames, and so is all my hair. <sighs> um, no one knew who struck the match. This was starting to scare me. It was like my no mouth was refusing to receive a simple transmission from my brain. Someone had knocked out the satellite, and now there was nothing but static. No one knew who struck the match. Valerie, what's the matter with you? I don't know! It's okay, don't panic. We'll just keep trying. By the pond of ducks, the sun shone higher and higher. I did take after take after take for hours. Every one of them completely unusable. An hour became two, and then three, because that's how the passage of time works. We were no closer to finishing, and I was no closer to finding my voice. Okay. Let's try again. Greg, from your line, seven on page fifteen. Why was he on fire? Because the fire was love. No one knew who struck the match. No one knew who struck the match. Fuck's sake, Valerie. Get it together for five minutes. I can't work like this. I need to do some planks. Let's take five, Val. 
Terence went to the bathroom and I stayed in my foamy cubicle, desperately trying to get any of the lines out about this stupid sodding dog on fire. It shouldn't be this hard. It's just a series of vowels and consonants. Terence returned from the bathroom. He always had been a quick pisser. I stepped out of my booth into the live room where I saw Terence sitting in his chair in the control room. It was nothing but a pane of plexiglass that separated us. Me, him and the mysterious hooded figure standing behind him. Hang on, what? The knife plunged into Terence as quickly as I could blink. And I can blink pretty quickly. He keeled over onto his mixing desk as his blood oozed out over the equipment which was definitely going to damage it. I tried to scream, but my voice was still this harsh, discordant noise. The killer clocked me and started walking towards me. I deadlocked myself in my booth, trapped inside. Good job I'm not claustrophobic, I thought, before remembering that I actually am. I put my hands over my ears, which still had headphones on, so they were essentially already doing the job for me. I shut my eyes and waited for my fate. Then it went quiet. I opened my eyes. The killer had gone. I grabbed my phone and dialed 999. 999, which services do you require? Help! There's a killer on the loose! Please help me! Help me! I spoke up, but was shut down. They'd gone. The line was dead. And I was certain that, pretty soon, I would be too. I didn't understand. I wasn't even recording this time. I was just speaking on my phone. Was it this booth? What had happened to my voice? Time did that passing thing it continues to do, and I was still in my soundproof prison. The atmosphere had got very strange, eerily calm. The killer kept coming back into the room, and then leaving, and then coming back, but they were no longer attempting to get at me. They just continued this listless routine. It was like they were lost. Occasionally, the shadowy figure would look at me, or at least face in the direction of me. I couldn't see their eyes. I started to see something of a kindred spirit in the killer. We weren't so different. Two lonely, isolated, desperate people wearing a big black cloak. It's radio. I can wear whatever I want. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Stampy, mate. What's that we hash out my lines remotely? Val and you can carry on, but I'm not missing Zumba for this. What? I watched in horror as Greg was punctured like a big, meaty balloon, his testosterone leaking out onto the equipment that by now was definitely a write-off. Greg dropped to the floor, losing at least ten stone in the process. The killer dropped their knife and ran out of the studio door. Why hadn't they come for me? I had to find out. I broke out of my booth and gave chase through the control room and out into the somehow even more echoey halls. Seriously, they sounded so shit. I continued giving chase in the direction of the reception. The receptionist had long left. Just as well, two bodies was enough for one day. I threw the front doors open ready to run out into the night and... It wasn't night time. It was the complete opposite, daytime. You could tell because those birds you only heard in the day were tweeting. The sun had barely risen. How was that possible? The killer was nowhere to be seen. They had completely vanished. I trudged back into the studio, feeling disorientated, discombobulated and disturbed. I went into the green room and found on the coffee table, folded neatly, was the black cloak belonging to the killer. And next to it, not folded at all, was the knife. But if those were here, then where was... Then the realisation struck me like a match lit for setting a dog on fire. Why they hadn't tried to get me. Why I felt our connection. It was me... I did it. I killed Terence and Greg. I am a murderer. A murderer without a voice. A voice that had been stolen and was now lost. Lost in the lost catacombs. How ironic, I thought, even though that's not ironic, it's in fact very befitting. Had I gone mad? Yes, obviously I had. And now I had to get out of here. I ran as quickly as my legs could carry me, and I have great legs. All I had to do was get to the car and... Val? Greg! You're alive! Come cool, on, so, what, what, what makes you say that? But you... and, and Terence, back there! Where's Terence? Terence is on his way, he's just got caught in a bit of traffic. What's got into you, girl? But you were both dead! I was in the booth and my... my 
My voice! My voice is back! Girl, I don't know what you're on, but definitely give me some of it later. <laughs> Come on, your first voiceover. Just going to do me morning thrusts and then I'm ready to rock. See you in there, yeah? Um, sure, yeah, okay. And just like that, it appears I was back in reality. This is going to sound horrible, but I was quite disappointed, really, Greg wasn't dead. I hadn't killed anyone. Nothing happened. It was all a dream... Mirage of the mind. I did nothing. I learnt nothing. I didn't get my recording done. I didn't even get coffee or a language's wafer-thin wafer, which would have been bad for my voice anyway. I wish there was more of a takeaway from this whole experience. It's a shame this wasn't being recorded. Would have made for a great audiobook. I said it would have made for a great audiobook. Oh no. Oh God, no! Ah, the magic of radio. Bet you never heard Ken Bruce die on air. Or Fiona Bruce. Or Bruce Forsyth. Who's dead, but he didn't die on air. Just struggling under a pillow. That's the magic of radio. You know AI is taking over. Hello, Chastity. Is it time for my bath already? What's the most common quality in all mammals? Wearable hide. Do you like my Simon the Barista hat? The voice. It makes us who we are as individuals. I guess we all just want to be heard. How very true, Chastity. But I'll shut up now and hand you over to our sponsors, Languages. Ever wish you had the gonads to shout the perfect heckle? Names make substance. Why I've been called many things, including, but not limited to, a jumped-up corporate twat. And not the father. But you know the worst part about screaming abuse at someone? <laughs> You're close. It's the effort. Well, that's what AI is for. See, AI doesn't just wipe out copywriters, artists, and freelance creatives in an increasingly dystopian vision of the future where authorial vision is replaced by soulless and above all cheap alternatives. Did you say cheap? Drive the fucking car! <laughs> it's also there for destroying life performance as well. Introducing Language's AI Hecklebot. Don't trust me? Okay, you'll pay for that. I see. I see. Have a look at this. How about some stand-up? And the thing is, change can only begin if we change. I looked at him and I realized if he can do it, anyone can. He had no home, a life-changing, brutal illness, no parents, but you know what? You know what he did? Your eyes are fat and your penis looks like a pig in blanket outside of Christmas time. <laughs> He had hope, so never lose yourself. And if you've ever doubted who you are, remember, it's always December somewhere. <laughs> your wife is going to die and your eyebrows are shit. Where are you? That's right, just put in the name of your chosen comedian, your darkest thoughts, and the assumptions you've made about them, and we'll turn it into pure gold. Or at least, tin. Don't even think of leaving your body to science. Come on in, mate. Your bone structure is lackluster. Fight me. Ow. 
unnecessary. I prefer your system. It's your time and their fault. Make those stage hogs pay with new Languages AI Hecklebot. Because he who shouts loudest shouts loudest. Oh, nice. I don't pay you to talk. We're on the fucking autobahn. Drive the fucking car. Where nothing else can fill the void. Choose land. Call those ankles, you Aryan piss witch. Bridges. File them right down. Spur not the rod. Oh, God, Ramon. Chastity, I'm in the bath. I'm just saying goodbye to my dear mutantes. Oh, you're double-jointed. Towel! I'm out of here, like an eight-year-old walking a dual carriageway. But before I depart, heed my advice. No le hables a tu lavadora porque, frankly, es extraño. Bonan nocton. Coming soon from House of Fear Pictures. In the annals of erotic nightmares, there's nothing more frightening than Slough. And beyond your head, maggots. We came to Slough. Fuck! Slough. I don't see any fossils. Fossilize this, girl. Ian, wait. Is that leather? What the hell is that? No, 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 no. no! It is the three faces of Scrotus. The prophecy is true. This is a library. The blind. Screw you, old man. No, screw me. I'll screw you. M for murder. M for mutation. He is risen. It's a scrotum. It's a goddamn scrotum! Ah! Oh, yeah, just like that. Yeah. Give me a little bit of Are you sure about these photos? Yeah, no, put your hands down, or I can't get your full <gasps> effect. Ooh. M for mayhem. Oh. Come bombs fall on slough! Yo, I'll show you come bombs. <laughs> M4 on the M4. It's not quite Reading, and it's nowhere near Windsor. What is it? There's a new word for terror. Oh, God! It's... <laughs> Slough. The only exit is... Death. <laughs> Slough. Once you're in, you'll never get out. You have been listening to Ramon Fear's Terror Tapes, hosted by Ramon Fear. Obituaries for the following cast members Susan Harrison, Rob Tofield, John Last. Additional voices by Amelia Armand. 
Russell Howard, Alex Lynch, Odin Orn Hilmarsen, and Sam Thomas. All eulogies created and scribed by Alex Lynch and Sam Thomas. Music and organ grinding by Odin Orn Hilmarsen. Production and post-mortem assembly handled with care by Alex Lynch and Odin Orn Hilmarsen. With Odin Orn Hilmarsen conducting the final service. And the funeral director, Alexandra Morris. This has been a House of Fear production. For more, go to ramonfear.com. Like, rate, and subscribe if you dare. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This show is part of Podomity, the podcast comedy network. We're the best kept secret on Acast. Why not laugh at what else we've got? Check out podomity.com now.